You are listening to the Next Play Podcast, the playbook for high-performing leaders who want to exceed their full potential. From walking on the Ole Miss football team at 5'7", 150 pounds and earning a full D1 scholarship to coaching thousands around the world and working with massive organizations like IBM, I've learned countless lessons that I'll be sharing right here with you. Join me as I interview some of the most successful people so you too can learn how to focus on always moving forward by deciding, planning, and executing on the next play relentlessly. All right, this is Richie Contratesi with another episode of Seven Figure Commissions where we bring on agency owners, business owners, sales leaders who want to improve their game, that want to help the people on their team make more, do more, live better, and um, build a real business that want to be elite sales leaders and build a powerhouse company and team. And so today we have on a special guest that uh, by the name of Colt Halloran, he's also a 5'7 athlete, so much respect to you, man. <laughs> but he grew up in a, a rural community in East Central Illinois called Paris, um, where he was able to play sports all the way through high school, graduate, graduated college with a business degree, an agriculture business degree, and worked in agricultural seed and chemical sales industry for four years before switching to insurance. He has six and a half years of corporate sales training experience um, and uh, with State Farm. Is that, that, that was with State Farm, right? Yeah, yeah correct. And um, one of the challenge of owning his own business, which I, I know a lot of people do, right? And so um, so he moved into his old in, own business. He's got some kids and um, someone that I'm really excited to have on the show. So Colt, so th- thanks so much for being on. Yeah, appreciate the invite, Richie. Happy to be here, man. This is uh, the first podcast I've ever done, so I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) Well, you're going to have many more to come, man, as a business (laughs) owner. So, well, let's jump right into it, man. Um, You have six and a half years of corporate sales training and and accountability and experience when you were working with State Farm. You went out on your own, started your own agency. Um, You know, you went on your own, what was it, May of last year? Yeah, May 1st, 2022. Okay. And now, have you built a team to this point? Or are you still, um, is it currently still you? It's currently still me right now. Uh, definitely is a goal to build it out to a couple of sales professionals as well, but just me for now. Love that. Okay. And so you've basically spent the last almost two years building your book from scratch. Uh, yeah, just, just one year. Yeah. So May of 2022. Yeah. Just, just. Oh yeah. Yeah. May. Okay. So a year. Okay. So almost a year. Yeah. My years are messed up. Okay. Almost (laughs) a year. (laughs) All right. Cool. And so what type, just so there's context here before we get into the meat of this, what, what is your core business? What, what's your core business model right now? Yeah, so the core business model is to work primarily with uh, personal lines, property and casualty insurance, uh, as well as personal lines, life insurance. So whenever I say property and casualty, I, I know most most everyone probably understands what I'm talking about, but I'm sure there might be a listener or two that doesn't. Uh, but yeah, the property side of it, uh, so all homeowners, condo, uh, renters, uh, rental dwelling quotes, vacant properties, builder's risk type policies, basically anything you can live in. Um, that's my main focus. Uh, so we start off a lot of the time with first time home buyers, uh, 
the biggest part of the business model with Goosehead Insurance and what I really appreciated and liked about it was they get very heavily involved with the real estate professionals of the world. So um, my job is to prospect some of the best mortgage loan officers and realtors in the area, uh, all of Illinois and Indiana for the comp for the states that I'm licensed in and be a part of their process. So, you know, my job is to always make them look better. I am an extension of them. You know, my job is to take care of the customer that they're going to send to me. Um, I'm once, you know, I'm mostly getting the folks that are the first time home buyers that need home insurance that haven't had, you know, an insurance agent before. Uh, so yeah, just walk them through the process, make sure everything is very easy to understand and then send them back to the mortgage professional that referred them over to me. Hopefully everyone's coming back to them with a smile on their face. You know, I try to do my best to do that, but yeah, that's kind of the, uh, the main part of it. Just making sure that everyone's protected and they know what they're getting. I don't ever want anyone to feel like, oh, I'm talking to just another sleazy insurance salesman, you know, this is all they want. You know, they're just going to add things to this. It doesn't matter. So it's, mm -hmm. I always start off the conversation of look, Mr. Miss, Mrs. Customer. I would never recommend something to you that I don't personally have or why I wouldn't personally endorse um, if it's not a fit for us, which, you know, sometimes, you know, there are customers where it's just not a good fit. I always try to do my best to refer them to someone else who's a, another professional that I've worked with um, in the past as well. So uh, that's that. kind of the core business model that we use. Okay. Love that. Okay. So now that I got some context in your business and what you do, let's talk about getting to the next level, right? So for you, you've been doing this for a year, you're moving forward, you're building your book. What, what do you feel like right now is kind of your, your biggest challenge in, in growing your business? Yeah. So, well, there's, there's numerous things. Where should I start? <laughs> um, now, I, as I'll, I'll keep it simple. So, you know, coming with uh, the, the corporate training of, you know, about six and a half years, you know, right. it's always easy to coach someone else. Um, <laughs> you and I kind of talked about that a little bit before yeah. the show too, and kind of had a good chuckle about it, but you know, it's, it's, it's so easy to tell someone, Hey, look, here's, some of the things you can use in your business, you know, here are a couple of lines that you can use for objection or overcoming the objection or something. But when it comes time to doing it yourself, you know, going out hunting and killing for everything you eat, sometimes that stuff just goes right out the window and you're just flying by the seat of your pants. I've, I found myself doing that quite a bit. So I would say the biggest challenges that I have are, are um, you know, making sure that I'm tracking all of my, my KPIs um, I have a, a great system in Salesforce that does a lot of that for me, but I can always do a better job of doing that myself, keeping, mm -hmm. keeping tab of the conversations I have, um, the bind rate, you know, the package rate that I'm using along with it too. The overcoming objections, of course, um, you know, you always start off with, you know, here's what they could say and here's how I could combat it. But then sometimes when it gets to that point and you just go blank and you're like, oh, wait, um, like, oh God, what was I supposed to say there? So, so, <laughs> so I would say keeping track of uh, the KPIs, you know, because sometimes it is just, you know, the smile and dial, especially when you're starting out, um, you got to just get that volume in. So that, um, and then kind of overcoming the objections as well, but hopefully yeah. I'm here to learn from some of the best out there. So if anyone's got any advice, I'm, I'm all ears. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's talk, man, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, look, like, if, if we go through the sales process, right, all, all those things lead to closing and closing more, right? So mm -hmm. I think you, you hit, you know, something really important on the front end, which is, which is tracking. So I think I want to dissect that a little bit and let's dig into that and see where it goes. Yeah. Um, first thing is, um, 
you had mentioned you're using Salesforce. Is that right for your CRM? Correct. Yes. Okay. So do you feel like your challenge is more putting the data into Salesforce or being able to take the data that's put into Salesforce, be able to track the right metrics from that data so that you can use that to course correct and make improvements on your sales process moving forward? Uh, I mean, it's honestly, it's a little bit of both, I would say, um, you know, you do get into a hurry. So sometimes maybe you don't put out or put down the, uh, Hey, you know, so-and-so has two kids, the ages are this and this, you know, be sure to bring this up the next time you talk to them mm. about life insurance. Uh, so I do find myself getting into a hurry and then just being on the phone, like, Oh, that's great. You know, how old are your kids? And then just forgetting to write it down, of course, um, which that's a huge, huge factor of it. As far as the follow-up process uh, after that, I feel I've got a decent handle on that. Um, you know, one of the big things that uh, my sales leader and I would work with whenever I was working for State Farm is talking about a consistent follow-up process. Uh, we always called it the 12-step follow-up process. Um, I do a fairly good job of that, but I would say entering in that initial data is always a challenge. Um, and then sometimes, you know, it just the mindset, of course, of it too, you know, you've been told no a couple of times and, you know, it's, you know, you got to have a short memory and sometimes it's, sometimes it can wear on you, especially if someone's cussing you out on the other end, you're like, oh my God, like, how am I going to get through the rest of this day? But uh, yeah, so yeah. Sometimes, especially because you're working by yourself, right? Yeah. And I mean, as you can probably tell, I mean, this is my office, you know, it's just a little eight by eight, well, no windows. Uh, oh, really? No windows. Yeah. Got a couple of pictures in front of me, but as you can see, nothing behind me. So I gotta, gotta get some some stuff in here <laughs> you got to get one of those pictures that's like oh that looks like a window and just <laughs> yeah, <pretend>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right so so that's tough man okay so a couple things here um i think the, the best place to start is real quick i know you're doing a lot of referrals with like the real estate industry but let, let's talk about like i love the referral stuff but i want to talk about what's the biggest driver of acquisition right now and what we can do there so um Walk me through real quick, what's your lead outreach process? And then from there, walk me through quick your sales process and, 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 and as simplistic as, as possible. Yeah. Yeah. So try to keep everything as uh, simple and concise. For as sure. Possible. So, uh, like I mentioned, you know, part of the, uh, or I mean, the biggest part of the big, the, of the business model here at Goose said, uh, we've got data from every loan officer and realtor across the country. So to start off with, I've got to get in good with that loan officer, um, get them to show or show them that I can be a very huge asset to them, um, mm -hmm. I can help them with any type of situation. Once they send me a referral, they're like, okay, you know, put your, put your money where your mouth is essentially here, take care of my client for me. Uh, going through this discovery process, finding out what's most important to that client. Um, and then I think the biggest challenge at the end, um, and something that I want to get better at is asking for those hard referrals at the end. Um, you know, Hey, I've helped you out, Richie, you know, I'd love to be able to help everyone else out in your network. Um, do you have anyone that, you know, might be looking for a different opportunity for their insurance. Maybe they can save a little bit of money, put them in a little bit of a better situation. That's probably, those were the two biggest driving factors I have. So leads from real estate professionals and then asking for referrals. Um, those are the, yeah, those are really about yeah. the only ways that I'm kind of driving leads into the, the business right now. Okay. So, so when you do outreach, are you, you're reaching out directly to, to, to who? 
reaching out directly to the real estate professional. So it's not buying internet leads, not really cold calling prospects. It's cold calling more real estate professionals first. And those real estate professionals will consist of what? Uh, the realtors and loan officers primarily. I would say probably 85% loan officers to 15% realtors or so. I was going to say majority loan officers then, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And what's your current outreach strategy with them? Uh, well, I try to make at least uh, a good 20 calls a day or so to those loan officers out um, existing and then trying to sprinkle in a little bit more of some cold calls with that. But more so trying to ask for some warm introductions. So like, hey, Richie, you know, you know, we've worked together for a couple of months now. I feel like I've taken care of all your clients. Is there anyone else in your your business that you're working with right now that currently doesn't have an insurance professional that they partner with? If not, you know, I'd love to, you know, set up a lunch or a breakfast or something. We can get together, see if it'd be a good fit. So, Got it. Okay. So, so, so a percentage of your time is reaching out to new loan officers. Another percentage of your time is reaching out to loan officers you already worked with to get referrals. Correct. Yeah. And then just more solidifying that relationship and then asking them for anyone else that they may know that we can all work together with. Love it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when you're reaching out to, so, so when you said 20 calls a day, is that to new loan off? Is it like, how many calls are you making to, to new relationships? To new, to new relationships? Uh, I mean, uh, not enough, of course, uh, okay. probably about, you know, I probably, I'm reaching out to, I would say about 10 new loan officers a day. Okay. So let's say in the past five days, you've reached out to about 50 of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And how many of those on average do you talk to? Like if you call 50 people, how many talk to? Yeah, I'd probably talk to about five or six. We'll keep numbers simple, probably about five. Okay. Let's, let's, and can we, do you have the last week's numbers on the top of your head by chance? <laughs> uh, actually, I do not. They don't have to be perfect, but if you were, let, let's just go through a, a hypothetical scenario. So you, you reach out to 50, you talk to five of them. What's your sales process from there? You get them on, like, are you are you booking another time with them to dive deeper and make and you know have that kind of discovery with them or on that initial connection like how walk me through kind of your current process yeah so i would not refer to myself as being a very pushy type of person so my whole process essentially is if i get someone on the phone um you know obviously thank them for their time but my whole my whole approach is to try to get the next meeting essentially like hey you know yeah. i I, I see that you've got some phenomenal customer reviews. You know, I would love to build my business with people that are professional like yourself. Um, you know, I've, I've got some time open this week. If you do, I'd love to get you down for a cup of coffee, maybe a lunch, see what we can talk about each other's processes and how we can help each other's businesses. So that's, a yeah, very simply, that's pretty much how it goes. <laughs> okay. And if you, so let's say you call 50, you talk to five, how many of those will take the next step with you and book that session? Uh, I would say I'm probably getting about three out of five. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. And then w what happens after that meeting? Is, is it getting like what? And actually, let me ask you this. Of those three, how many of them actually ended up showing up, right? Because there's a percentage <laughs> that are like, they don't show or they reschedule, like whatever. Like how many of those three showed? Uh, I would say for the most part, all three of them are showing. You know, I feel like I have a good follow-up process of, hey, reminding them when the meeting is, um, showing excitement towards it. I'm really looking forward to connecting with you. I think this is going to be a great opportunity for both of us here. So I, I would say, yeah, 
three out of three mostly. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then what happens after that? So you're at this meeting. What's the next step after the meeting? So, you know, I guess I'll, I'll back up just a hair. So during the meeting, of course, trying to find out more about them personally, and then kind of segue that into the professional aspect of, okay, you know, like I said, you know, we talked a little bit about, I see you've closed this many loans, um, great customer reviews, want to talk with you. The next step is to see if we can get another meeting on the books or talk about, hey, what's in your current pipeline that maybe you're having some struggles, struggles with closing that loan right now. Um, you know, maybe the, the debt to income ratio isn't quite where it needs to be. So if they already have a current insurance quote they're working with, that's just not fitting your numbers, you know, give me a shot. Let me see if I can help you out with it. Um, but yeah, that's the next step. Trying to get to another meeting, show them my process if they didn't have time to view it while I was at that meeting with them. See how simple, quick, and easy it is to really do it. Um, and then kind of take it from there to see what type of person they have in their pipeline that I can help them close. Okay. And so of those three, how many tick will start giving you business? What does that look like? Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Um, I, you know, I would say probably two out of three really are going to give me business. Um, it'll take a, probably a little bit more time. Um, just obviously, as we know, uh, inventory is down quite a bit. So the people that were closing, I mean, let's just say, you know, a hundred loans a year, they may be down to 50 or 60 loans a year. So Sometimes it does take a little bit longer for that referral to come in. Um, how many of them are giving you leads right off the bat? It just kind of depends on what they have in their pipeline and how well we got along. <laughs> right. Okay. Fair. How, how many loan officers do you work with right now that are consistently supplying you opportunities? Consistently supplying me opportunities. I've got 12. 12. Okay. Mm -hmm. Where do you need to be? How many do you need? To well, get to to get to the point where you could start building your team, because that's that's the next play, right? Yeah, that's to get the to the step. point. Yeah, to get to the point where I could start building my team, I would like to at least double that. So I would say twenty four to twenty five is what I need to have consistently sending me. We'll call it three leads a month. So that'd be seventy five total leads. And of course, I'm the only person here. My my overhead, of course, is a very high. Um, you know, the eight by eight little cell here. <laughs> but uh, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get some pictures behind you too. I know you got some in front. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I would say I, I want to double that by the end of this year, the end of 2023, I would like to have at least 24 to 25 sending me at least three leads a month. Okay. And the 12 that you have right now, they're, are, are they averaging sending you three leads? On average, some are about three. Some of them are two. So I would say um, on average, I am getting roughly about 30 leads total per month. Um, so some of them are a little, little bit under three, we'll call it. So Okay. And so of those 30 leads that you're getting per month, um, how many of those are converting into clients? Yeah. So I've got, you know, just this current month right now, um, I've converted about 40% of those. Okay. Yeah, so my bind rate's at 40% with those. Okay. All right. And we, we could go through an, a whole another pipeline with those two because you essentially have two pipelines, right? It's acquiring loan officers, building those relationships, um, cultivating those, but also your sales process of getting the leads to, to convert as well. 
and obviously not just in one area, but you're potentially converting multiple different products, right? Um, so that where do you feel like when you talked about the objections, where are the objections coming? Are they coming in the weeds or are they coming when, when you're working with the loan officers or both? A little bit of both, you know, from a loan officer standpoint, they may be saying something like, look, I've got a couple of folks that I've used over my career. I really like them. I'm not looking to add anyone right now. Um, and then, of course, with the prospects that are that are coming my way, um, the two biggest objections I would say is, number one, they're like, well, I have no idea who Goosehead Insurance is. Um, you know, some of the companies that you've recommended to me, I've never even heard of them before. Um, I try to combat that on the front end, of course, but I would say, yeah, they don't know who Goosehead is. They don't know some of the companies that I work with. And of course, price is going to be an objection too. Mm -hmm. Why does price come up as an objection? Like, what are you talking about on the lead side? Yeah, for the lead side. Sorry if I, I didn't make that clear. Yeah. Okay. So for you right now in your business, if, if we were to tackle one of those two, what do you feel like would be the, would give you the biggest bang for your buck? Uh, right now, I would say with uh, the leads that are coming in, if I could handle those objections better, um, especially on the front end before the objection even really comes up, that would be the, the biggest help I could, I could ever ask for. Yeah. It's so funny because you did, like you've done sales training and coaching, but it's so hard when it's your, when it's yourself, right? Yeah. It's like, go ahead. It, uh, and then, you know, just uh, not trying to make excuses of any means, but, you know, it's just a completely different business model than what I was used to for that six and a half years of sales training with, you know, State Farm versus yeah. this independent version where, you know, it's, you know, tackle the real estate professional, get the leads from them, you know, don't necessarily go out and buy a bunch of internet leads and, you know, smile and dial 200 times a day, stuff like that. So <laughs> you just, you know, every, every lead is, uh, should be a little bit more warmer, but every lead, you know, obviously, since I'm not getting as many is that much more precious too. So you got to take yeah. care. <laughs> Let's get your close rate to 60% on the warm leads. Um, and I think you totally can. So let, let's, so let's talk about, so the biggest objection you get on the warm leads, and I would love to, I would love to, so for, when you get a warm lead in, you connect with them, you book a, a session, a separate session with them. And then is it, do you typically book another one to move forward with them or can they move forward on that first session with you? Yeah, absolutely. If the, the price sounds right, if I've built okay. up that good relationship with them, I'll do the one call close right then and there. If they okay. need to talk to their spouse, they talk to their dog, they talk to their grandma, whoever it is, you know, like I said, I'm uh, I'm not that pushy person. I'm not going to be like, well, you know, I can only guarantee the price today, which, you know, I, I will say that in a nicer way, of course, but no, I'm, I'm not going to force something that, you know, they truly need to talk to someone else about if they're not the decision maker. But again, I think okay. that goes back to handling that objection on the front end, like getting the decision maker there first. So I don't run into that on the back end. So I, I need to do a better job of that. <laughs> totally. So does, do you have a script that you use for this call? What, what do you call this call? Just a console or a discovery or what do you call it? I just call it a discovery. Um, and I do okay. have a, a template that I use that I kind of go on um, and I've tweaked it here and there. It was a template that I've gotten from training that I've kind of tweaked. So, yeah. Okay. So let me ask you this. What are the stages of that discovery call? So for example, like you can have stages like, um, rapport building and value building and, um, true discovery and 
temp check, pitch, you know, like what, what are your stages of that script? Yeah. So starting off, I mean, you hit the nail on the head is the rapport building, you know, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. trying to learn a little bit about them, their family. So rapport building, number one, uh, the second one I always try to do, and of course, you know, need to do better at is kind of that value pitch of who Gooset is, the companies that we represent, um, the financial backing, you know, the better business bureau ratings of, you know, every carrier has to keep and maintain an A rated um, rating by the better business bureau, setting that value first, and then kind of road mapping it from there. Hey, I'm going to ask a series of discovery questions. If you like what you hear, um, we can get this all set up, sent over to your loan officer today. Insurance is, I promise, is going to be the easiest portion of the home buying process for you. Um, one less thing off your plate, you can go about and do whatever else you need to do for the day. Um, and then from there is just trying to do the, uh, the close, obviously, and then a hard ask for referrals. Okay. So a couple things here. When you get to the discovery, what, what questions are you asking to... Because when you when you get the price objection, it's, it, for you for, from your pack background, what what does that immediately equal? Like price objection, what's the what's the issue on the front end? What would you say? Uh, well, well, I mean, once I get the price objection, I'd say it probably didn't do a, a good job of you know selling what the policy is actually covering versus what they may have gotten from an, another competitor of some kind. So, so, right. So it's pure, it's purely value, right? Like what was the, what was the value building? Okay. And so, um, one thing that you said right off the bat, I just want to clarify really quick rapport building. And then you talk about, um, your insurance agency, right? You talk about your company who you've worked with. How long is that? How long does that, you know, that pitch yes. potentially last, uh, I mean, any, just, you know, a minute or less, you know, try not to bombard them with it. Okay. Um, what do you send them before the call? Well, I don't really have anything to send them before the call because most of the time it's, you know, I'm getting, Hey, Colt, uh, Richie, my loan officer said that, you know, you would be a person to talk to about insurance and I'm here to get some quotes from you. So uh, nothing really that I had before the call to that prospect. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, okay. I just, I, I, um, I like it because you're not, you're not very pushy. You're not very salesy, but with that said, like talking about the company and stuff up front, have you ever tried it without doing that and saving that for the end? Or, I mean, how, how big are these like, how often are you one call closing? Probably about 50% of the time. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, okay. What, what discovery questions are you asking for the value? Like to get to, to help them see the value in what you offer? Uh, something along the lines of, uh, you know, what's most important to you? Is it going to be just price? Is it going to be coverage? I always try to preface it with, hey, I want to be your best friend on your worst day. You know, if your house burns completely down to the ground, I don't want you calling me up, cussing me that, you know, you didn't have enough coverage or whatever. Uh, but as far as the questions, yeah, I mean, what's most important, price, coverage, um, you know, 
and just kind of asking them, you know, what else is, what else can I help with in this time? Um, you know, and this, <laughs> this of course is where I'm, you know, obviously always uh, looking for some more help. Um, that's probably the best one I got. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So two things. One is I I definitely I would love to see if there's something you can put in place before they get on the call with you. I understand that they're picking up and they're calling you, but is there something we can put in place that they watch, like a three minute, a five minute video, something about okay. all the stuff about the company and you and who you've helped and testimonials and what can we what can we get them to see before the call before they even get on i think that's going to make a big impact for you right off the gate right um okay. and the reason i think of that right away is just because of the fact that you're opening and sharing about the company that, that's always um and your demeanor is so not like pushy or salesy <laughs> i could just tell but it, it's a salesy thing you know what i mean um I don't know how you're doing it and I could be totally off, but it just based on the way it was said, I feel like that's, that, that could come across that way. And then, you know, some of the things coming up, like, like price or the spouse could easily be overcome with certain questions. And I like your first initial value question, but once you get into giving them, once you've asked the questions, how are you presenting the the op, the packages or the quotes? Like, what's your pitch? Uh, presenting the package to them, of course. Uh, well, the way that I would normally do it is I start with, you know, I, I, up front, of course, I've tried to talk about, you know, the insurance bundle, you know, that, that buzzword in the industry, you know. Uh, right. So I want to get your auto insurance, see if we can save you a little bit of money there, show us some more value that way. So I'll present the auto first, normally just because that's very quick and easy, and then go into the homeowners from there. Um, so I'm not sure if I'm answering your question the way that you want me to. Yeah. So, <laughs> so but, but the, these leads are coming in from loan officers, right? Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. I always, you know, we'll, we'll always get the information for the home first. Um, and then I'll be like, look, you know, the best way to get you the best price, of course, is to bundle it with auto. So let's get a little bit of info here. And then once I have all that info and then we get them back on the phone or if they're still on the call with me, I'll do the auto first because that's very quick and easy to do and then go into the home, talk about coverages one by one. Okay. And so at that point in time, people are, what happens after that? Uh, you know, I try to always ask for some understanding like after each coverage. So like a year's coverage, A, this is what it does. Does this make sense to you? Is there anything else you'd like me to cover? And if they say, yes, that makes sense. No, there's nothing else to cover. Then I'll kind of move on from there. So I always like to check for understanding after each coverage that I provide. Okay. And you ask that understanding by asking, does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So love that. Um, what, one question you might be able to tweak that with, if I may. Um, sure. By all means. Uh, <laughs> So um, I definitely, like a lot of people de do that in their pitches. However, I think one thing that could be of value to you is to get them to interact back. So as a speaker, I learned this early on, um, especially when you're in the groove and the grind, people are just like, yes, 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 yes. And they're kind of just become yeses, right? Um, so uh, how do we get them to engage back with you? A question may be something like, how do you feel this policy would provide you more value than what you have right now and get okay. them to engage back with you on what they've learned. 
now they're selling you on the policy. Does that make sense? Yeah. Just, just as we're going through this, I'll give you a, if it pops to my mind, but I, I love that you're engaging between each part. Um, another thought might be, is it possible to just close on that front simple, the simplest policy and then set another time with them to discuss all their insurance needs after that? Yeah. Um, I, I do some, I do run into the situation of, you know, when I set that follow-up date or call and even when I'm checking for, you know, are you still available, then they may not show up. So obviously I want to try. Even to... after they purchase though? Oh, even after they purchase. Okay. I apologize. I misunderstood that. Um, yeah. I... I'm thinking, what if you really made this call purely about, because when they're calling, what insurance are they initially calling about? Home. Home. If you just made the call simplistic and you just sold home and then give them a great experience on that call, they love you and be like, Hey, like, you know, we have other opportunities and things that we can help you with. And we could probably save you money in other areas as well. Would you like to learn more and just leave it at that and schedule the second call from there? I feel like oh, just in my mind, I guess I've just always tried to do, you know, both of them at once just because of the, the fear I have of them not coming back to it, you know? Um, yeah. I would for sure have the fear if they didn't buy, but what if they did? Like, what if they bought from you? Would it be, have you tried that before? I no, not really. <laughs> okay. Um, cause typically once, so I think of it as a value ladder, right? Once they yeah. buy something small up front, then they're going to be more comfortable, comfortable with you buying more. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I also understand your concern too of like, how do I, you know, I don't want them to walk away either. So what, what are you asking as far as, um, as far as the spouse, how, how, what, what are you doing up front? Like, what if they say, yeah, you know, I'm married or like, how do you, wh how do you handle the spouse? Uh, well, lately, of course, it hasn't really been until I get to the end of the pitch and then they're like, well, my husband that I need to talk to, they're at work and they won't be home until six o'clock tonight. So I won't have a time to, I won't yeah, be able to <laughs> make a decision until I talk with them. So, so do you, do you ask a question up front in the very beginning about that? I honestly have not been. Okay. Do you think you should? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So, um, I'm, I'm taking notes as we're going through here. No, too, you're so. cool, man. I, and I, I don't want to give you, I don't want to go through too many different things, but I'm just trying to figure out what's going to be the highest value piece. Oh, yeah. Um, I want to, I'm going to share with you really quick to, um, what, when you went through the training, what did you ask when it came to, um, when it came to making sure that, everyone involved in the decision is on the phone. Well, of course, in training, it's easier when, you know, you're not live, but yeah, it would be, uh, you know, do we have everyone available that, you know, would be around to make the decision if we found something that you like today and we want to purchase? Um, yeah, that would be the question I would ask during the training and when role-playing and stuff like that. For sure. Okay. And, um, is why would you why do you believe that you're not asking that question now 
Uh, probably because I do get a little, uh, little antsy and I just kind of, maybe I want to get into what I have to say first, as opposed to, you know, maybe taking the time to truly figure out those objections up front. So I don't have to worry about them on the back end. Yeah. Maybe more so just the, uh, the anticipation of wanting to go ahead and get started because I don't want to take up too much time in their day. Uh, I, I try to respect the fact that everyone's very busy, but I think there is something to be said, of course, to slowing down, you know, just to make sure that we get everything taken care of up front so we don't have to keep doing these follow-up calls. <laughs> yeah. It's more time. Yeah, I mean, I, I, do you have um, a script in place where? Well, I, I would assume not. But like, if it just, if they said, well, you know, both decision makers aren't on the call, it's still okay to go through some of the discovery, but then have a script to be able to delay, right? To move them to a second call because if they're saying like, I well, I can't make this decision on my own, would you still go through and try to go through your quotes and pitch? Um, I would just kind of ask them up first, you know, what would be the best way to handle this? You know, would, would it be better if we, if we wait until everyone is around to kind of go through this together, or would you like me to go through this right now? So you have a little bit of an understanding of what you can say when your spouse gets home. That would be what I would like to, to kind of come back with. Got it. Okay. Um, and what, what, what would they say in that scenario? Uh, if they say, no, I just really want to get a price right now so I can kind of talk to my spouse about it. Um, I'm like, well, oh, you're screwed. Yeah. Then, <laughs> yeah. Then it's like, um, well, they're not going to understand anything that you and I went through. So yeah, <laughs> that's going to be tough. So your, your big fear is, is and the big thing here that I'm getting is number one, we don't have as many loan officers as we want. So we're limited on leads because we're limited on leads. We're, 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 we're maybe not doing all the things we know we should because the volume is low and we're worried about potentially losing opportunities. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're on the same page with that. That's kind we're of what I'm gathering from all this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so two things. One is um, the scarcity mindset, man. Like there's ugh, tens, hundreds of thousands of loan officers, right? Um, and so like, the mindset of like, dude, there's so much opportunity out there for you, Colt. Like, we just got to go get it. We got to we gotta really dial in that front end process to get more than 12. We got to have 25, 30, 35, 40, right? And I think you can build that up. And then when they're giving you more leads, you're probably going to do way more of the things you already know that you should be doing on those calls, right? Mm -hmm. um, I, I think the big thing up front that I would say is how can we get something to the loan officers to give to them or to send to them before they call you? Is there any way we could put something like that in place? Uh, yeah, and I, I wrote that down as uh, something that I want to work on. Maybe if it's even just like a little two-minute video clip or something about, hey, I'm Cole Halloran. No, I represent Goosehead Insurance. Here's some of the things that I do, and here's some of the things you can look forward to on our call. Looking forward to speaking with you soon. I, I like the idea of a video more so than I like paragraph form email or something that I can have the, you know, the right. referral partner send to the client. <laughs> it's it's the game. If we were to focus on one play for you to implement, Colt, I would say this would be a good first next play for you. Is let's get a two minute video. Now, here's the key with this video, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about them, right? Quick, yeah. Goosehead is our insurance. We've helped at the very end, right? But in the beginning, it's it's all about them helping them what they want, and then um, one thing I would say is a, is 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 probably somewhere in the middle middle of this video is to talk about alignment. Okay, so what 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 the hell do I mean about alignment? So <laughs> alignment, Cole, is something that's really important to you because you work with all of your clients one-on-one um it's really important that everybody's on the same page with the insurance policies so when you when we when you when you reach out or when you schedule a time with the link or however they're going to do it when they call you or schedule a time please have everyone on the call who's going to be a part of this insurance process so we can make sure that there's alignment because i'm not you know you don't want to work with anybody that's not aligned with you that it's not it's it's not fair. I look at it like this, man. I'm gonna be hard on this for a second. Yeah. I don't want to work with anybody that doesn't align with the way I, with my views and my core values. And I, I appreciate you being on the phone with me, Miss Johnson, but your husband's not here. And I only want to do business because I work one-on-one and I roll up my sleeves and I work with my clients. I don't want to, I got to make sure that there's alignment between everyone that I'm working with. So it's really important that everybody's on that, on this call. So either book a time below and we can jump on a zoom or feel free to call me, but just make sure everyone's there. Is that fair? But like something in the video along those lines. Yeah. Ah, that's, that's perfect. This is why I like to talk with the best man. So (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that, but, um, uh, but yeah, so I think for you, man, I, I just listening, I think you're, there's a lot of good things. Um, I'm sure we could dive into the tracking and, and expanding upon all these different things. Um, but if we were to look at like the biggest bang for your buck right now, one is you got to make more calls. Two is uh, to loan officers. Two is let's put this in place so that everyone that is calling you already knows you or and a little bit about you and what you do. And that they come with both people on the call. What wow. do you think? I, I love it. I love that idea. <laughs> okay, cool. So um, every next play that we always give has a what, how, and a when. So the what is going to be um, creating, what we'll call it a, uh, what do you want to call this video? Uh, maybe just uh, an intro, expectation, intro and expectations or something. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, like in- insurance introduction or something. I don't know if I like that actually. <laughs> um, yeah, you don't want it to be your company either because it's not about the company, dude. It's about you, right? Um, right. It's about you providing them the service that they deserve. So um, I'd think about that because you want to make it something that people yeah. are going to, to really want. So what's the how? How are you going to create this video? How am I going to create the video? I, I do, <laughs> I was trying to challenge myself to do more uh, videos on social media. So I do have the ring light. So I would probably say just starting off with a, uh, a video just on the iPhone um, and then, you know, working with the other folks that I work with that do video editing and editing it that way. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think you need to edit it. I wouldn't even say to edit it, man. Um, have, there's an app. Let me just see really quick for a second. I'll give you this. 
I want to say it's called Captions. I don't use it. But uh, I think it's Cap called Cut, maybe? No, not Cap Cut. Um, it's called Captions. But what, what it, you can do on your phone is you can upload a, a script. And it has this like technology where it makes it look like you're not reading the script. Huh. And so because you're making this minute to you're making this video two to three minutes, I my and because this is more of a connection video, it's not really an informational video, my initial thought for you would be to use your ring light, set up your iPhone, and write a two to three minute script and just look right at the camera. No need, no need for editing. Just make it like it's an organic video that's just quick. Hey, I'm super pumped to talk to you and learn about your needs and provide you insurance. And then um, here's a we've we've done this, you know. And then hit the alignment piece. I'm excited to see you. Um, reach out to me or book a call below or however they do it, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I would try to keep away from making it like a production. You know what I mean? And more just like in yeah. the, yeah, but just a you. Yeah, and I didn't I didn't mean to edit it with any stuff around it, just making sure just, yeah, to have it concise, I guess. So I should have said that way more. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. So yeah, I mean, there, there's another app, I think it's called Transcript and it's the same thing. You can write a two, three minute thing, boom, upload it. And then um, it, it like goes by your camera. So when you're recording, it's like, it's, what is it? It's not a transcriber. What is the thing called when you read it in front of a camera? Like news anchors use them. What are they? Yeah. Called? Um, ah, gosh, I know a teleprompter. E e teleprompter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically, basically, I think that's the name of the app, teleprompter. But I think yeah. captions does it too. So the what is recording the video? The two is how is write out a quick two three minute blurb. Talk about the spouse thing. I think it's important. Um, having both and use the word and frame it with alignment. Um. And then the when is going to be, when, when are you going to do this by? <laughs> well, I will say I just got back from uh, a family vacation last night. Uh, so oh, nice. Some catching up to do this week. So I would say by this time, Monday, by 5 p.m. Monday, next Monday, I'll have this done. I love it. Okay, cool. How do you feel about it? I'm really glad we had this talk, man. Sweet. I'm really glad you guys reached out to me. This is this is yeah. great. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Well, uh, Colt, uh, it's a pleasure having you on the show, man. Um, mm -hmm. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll talk soon. No, sounds good. Thanks so much, Richie. And uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for the help. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Next Play Podcast. If you liked the show, make sure to leave us a review. For more resources, visit RelentlessUniversity.com or download the free Relentless University app. And if you're interested in having me speak at your next event, visit RelentlessRitchie.com. Until next time.